This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. My plan is sound, mathematically sound. It cannot fail. It's perfect. Three months from now, I will be worth $50,000, independent for life. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and welcome to the happiest podcast on earth. Can you guess where that catchphrase comes from? Well, on today's show, we're going to show you just how much marketing seeps into our buying decisions by sharing slogans from some of our favorite brands. Here to help sort out the good from the bad, we welcome from Afford Anything, Paula Pant. And from this podcast, it's OG. Plus, from LenPenzo.com, we welcome... Bob Barker. Nah, he's busy getting pets neutered or something. It's just Len Penzo. Plus, today in our Friday FinTech segment, we'll tackle some survey data and a new partnership from FinTech companies Hippo and Simply Safe. And now, a guy who's got his game show grin firmly in place, it's Joe Salciha. Yes, I do. And I've been so excited about this episode for a long time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the weekend. I am Joe Salci. Hi, Average Joe Money on Twitter. And across the card table from me, the guy that we call the Vanna White of this podcast, it's OG. When I heard you say welcome weekend, I was thinking we had a special musical guest today. <laughs> the weekend. How great Not would that be? weekend. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. Weekend as in. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Hold on. We are dangerous since we got these things. Yeah, baby. Uh, great way to start the weekend uh, with our game show episode and uh, somebody who's in an undisclosed location, but she may have stayed at a holiday in once. There's a catchphrase. Paula Pant joins us. You know what? As long as we are using these sound effects, can I ask the magic eight ball a question? Paula, the eight ball is always there for you. Excellent. Magic eight ball. Will I continue staying at Holiday Inns for the foreseeable future? Well, let's find out. Yes, I am <laughs> sure. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know if that's good news or bad news, Paula. Hey, hey, let's ask Len another one. Will Paula get her free reward night <laughs> in the next couple days because she stayed there so damn much? Ask later when the time is right. Ooh. That sounds I like I a have to wait until I've earned the reward night to ask. When the time is right, sounds like a Cialis commercial. Is that that, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> right. Of course, the two of you would think that. It almost sounded like the eight ball was hitting on Paula. <laughs> <laughs> when, when the time is right. What was my question? It's hitting on me, Len. Come on. I can get some love here too, pal. And by the way, that. Yes, it is certain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It is certain that it, was, it is, was hitting on you. Is it certain that it was hitting on me? Or is it certain that she's getting a reward? I don't know. But the man with the magic eight ball himself is here. That's the voice of Len Penzo. Len, how are you, my friend? I'm doing just 
just fantastic. We're wrapping up summer and uh, I'm ready for some uh, cooler weather. Well, are you ready for a game show episode of the Stacky Benjamin show? Yeah, I just hope I do better on this one than I, when we went to Prices Right here uh, earlier this year. <laughs> let's let's get this I thing. Even get on stage. <laughs> you could. Well, you were really there. You were really at the Prices Right. Yeah, and you know the thing that was kind of irritating is my episode got preempted by, and I don't mean to sound as bad as it sounds, but by the Kobe Bryant's funeral. So, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Selfish sob. <laughs> No way. It may be true, but that is not anything you want on the internet. <laughs> my episode. Wrong. My episode, guys. Don't, don't take this the wrong way, but this is bullshit. My, my episode is preempted by a stupid funeral of like a well-beloved person and his family who died tragically hey, in a helicopter. A it's just a fact. But hey, it happens, yeah. you know? I guess Sorry, it happens. Dude. Come on. How and didn't you say, Len, that that studio is really tiny? Yeah, it's about as big as my living room, actually. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but yes, I mean, it is amazing how small that, that how they cram all of that into such a small area. It's like The Tonight Show, if you go into The the Tonight Show crowd, you'd, you'd swear the set is huge and it's very small. Yeah, well, this is an absolutely huge studio that we use here at Stacking Benjamins for our game show episode, so let's get this thing going, guys. That's right. When you hear the music, you know it's time to dance because we are about to have some fun with uh, Paula, Len, and OG. Here's the deal, guys. You know how, like, in these sporting events, they'll have very special parts of the event where you can maybe get more points and more prizes or, like, a bonus round? This is going to count toward trivia. There'll be no trivia today. The winner's getting two points toward trivia instead of one. So... For those of you who are new to this game, Len Penzo is leading this thing with 12 points, OG in second with 11, Paula with 10. But Paula, because of the rules, you could be tied for first when we leave here today. Ooh. I know. Dun, dun, dun. The stakes are high. I'm just building uh, uh, dramatic tension. Especially with the music that you're playing. Yes. I mean, it certainly matches the, the tension raising. <laughs> <It does. laughs> So here's the deal, guys. We had an issue, and Doug will never tell you this, but but OG, you and I, you know this story. OG, you and I thought that uh, we needed some new catchphrases. You know, everybody, all these all these places have catchphrases. So we hired Doug. Doug was standing behind us when you and I were talking about this at the team meeting. He's like, "You give me twenty bucks, I will find you a great catchphrase." So he came back with these catchphrases, but I'm absolutely certain he stole them all. So. You have to tell us to get a point in the first round and then two points in the second half. You're going to have to tell us where the catchphrase actually came from. All right. We're going to tell you Doug's modified catchphrase. You tell us where the catchphrase came from. By the way, I think what you're going to find out here is just how much these catchphrases that we think don't matter to us have seeped into our consciousness and probably might affect our buying decisions. Just <laughs> Just a little bit. It'll be amazing how even maybe Paula Pant might get some of these brands. Da, 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 da. <laughs> hey, I have a question about the way this game works. So are you going to say one catchphrase and each of us takes a turn in guessing where it came from? Or is it one catchphrase per person? We're going to do one catchphrase. But if somebody gets it wrong, we're going to let the next person who follows behind them see if they can mm. get it. And the next person. All right. Got it. So we keep going till there's a winner. Yes. And so and so here's the way that it will go. Paula's going to have the first opportunity. OG will have second. Len will have third. But then once we guess the first one, OG will go first. The second one, Len will go first. The third one. And then we'll go to the second round. All right. Everybody got it. That's a lot of numbers. This is so exciting. In fact, it's so exciting that we're going to play the theme one more time. All right. Here we here. Here we go. Paula, you are first. This is one of the catchphrases that Doug brought to us. The Stacking Benjamin show melts in your mouth, not in your hand. M&M's. M&M's. Paula gets that one. Nice job. Nice. Yeah. I know my chocolate. I know my candy. <laughs> OG, this one goes to you. Don't you have to do this afterward? Oh, we do. Yes. <laughs> 
We, all right, we, so she said Eminem. It's going to be a long show. How much did you no pay much. for all these sound effects? <laughs> it's just horrible. Free. The sound effects are free. Yes. Yeah, we throw them in for free. We don't charge anybody extra for the sound effects line. Oh, you're saying how much did we charge? Yes. Yes. Ooh, good point. We uh, charge. OG. Bring it. Silly Rabbit, Stacky Benjamins is for kids. It's going to be tricks. Tricks for the win. Play it again. Oh, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Len, your first round guest. Okay. America runs on stacking Benjamins. Oh, that's um, that's my favorite coffee. That's Dunkin' Donuts, baby. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> nice job. And at the end of the first round, the score is Paula one, OG one, Len one. <laughs> you guys all need to get something that you can just play sounds from because <laughs> it's amazing. So many. All right, Paula, back to you for round two. All righty. I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been training. The podcast of champions. Breakfast of champions. Breakfast of champions. Wheaties? Is the answer Wheaties? It is. <laughs> nice, nice job. You sweated that one. A bit of a while since you've had Wheaties, huh? It, it has. It has been a while since I've browsed the cereal aisle. But give Len Dunkin' Donuts and he's all over it. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just, just so good. All right. Uh, OG. Okay. Podcast sounds so good. Listeners ask for it by name. What? This is a complicated one. Sounds so good. Listeners ask for it by name. Yeah, I got nothing. Oh, got nothing. Mr. Ass. Mr. Penzo, can you get the oh, steal I, here? Oh my God. I know, I know it, but I can't come up with it. Uh, give the yep. version again. Podcast. So good. Listeners ask for it by name. Oh, it's, um, is there a time limit? Can you give me? <laughs> I just on the tip of my tongue. I know what this is. Ask for they ask for it by name. Paula might get the steal here. I, I'm not going to hold up the podcast. Is Go Paula going to get the steal? I totally am. Can we get a drum roll, please? <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's the closest we got, Paula. It is. Meow Mix. Meow Mix for the win. <laughs> nice job. Oh, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. What the hell? What the hell button is it? There it is. It's, 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 it's one of these buttons. Paula, you have a kitty, don't you? That two. Two kitties. See? Two so, kitties. See, see, that, see, she has the advantage there. <laughs> the home cat advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Paula's like meow mix, not just for cats anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That brings us back to Len for the end of round two here. Len, to stay within striking distance, Doug has this catchphrase. Stacking Benjamins, bet you can't just listen to one. Oh, that's easy. It's... Uh... <laughs> Bet you can't just listen to one. Can't listen to one. You can't, you can't eat one. That's, um, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's Lay's potato chips. That's Lay's potato chips. Nice job. And oh, the, the, we got, we went through those so fast that the, uh, the judges are telling me that we're going to have a bonus round. Nice. Very, very, very bonus round worth. Very exciting. We'll do one three-point bonus round at the end of the game, but right now we can start round two of the game. Going way faster than I thought it was gonna go. But the score here, Paula with the big steal, three points, Len with two, OG falls behind with one, and we go to two points every time you get it right. And Paula, we go back to you. Stacking Benjamins, it's magically delicious. New Frosted Lucky Charms. 
It's magically delicious. Is it frosted Lucky Charms? No, it's not frosted Lucky Charms. It's it's just Lucky Charms. <laughs> There's an adjective that they use in that in that uh, marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lucky Charms. My answer is Lucky Charms. Will the judges accept that? It cannot be determined at this time. Oh boy, this, <laughs> this guy's going on. He he's he's going the way of the old eight ball here if he doesn't get his act together. Well, I feel like Len, it's like, you know, it's politics season. He doesn't want to get anybody's bad side, so he's just gonna tell it's us what we want right. to hear. And he's not sure because two thirds of you want her to be wrong. One third wants <laughs> her to be right. So I think we give it to her. I think so. It, yeah, I, I, I got the adjective modifying Lucky Charms wrong, but I got the noun right. You don't, you don't eat Lucky Charms, do you, Paula? You know, I did when I was a kid, but uh, I haven't in 25 years. All right. What is the adjective for Lucky Charms, though? It, the something Lucky Charms, they're magically delicious. They're magically I delicious. I don't think there is an adjective. All right. I'm just Lucky Charms. All right. Oh, gee, let's go to you, man. Okay. Doug stole this one. Stacking Benjamins, listen to the rainbow. Skittles. Skittles. Nice job, man. OG now with three points. I should probably have a piece of paper. I got it down. Oh, good. Five, three, two. Yep. All right. And Len, to stay one point behind Paula. All right. Let's hear it. What's on your podcast player? Oh, that's, yeah. What's in your wallet? Uh, who is that? What is that? What's what's in your wallet? That's a credit card. Which credit card is that? Oh, it's um. What's in your wallet? Oh, it's um. What's in your wallet? It's a credit card. Capital One. Is it Capital One? <laughs> nice, nice, nice job. All right. On that note, I think we're going to take a little break, give people, you guys, time to uh, stretch out. We'll be right back with the second half of round two and our three-point bonus round. Paula might end up tied for first at the end of this thing. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, normally at this part of the show, we are talking about fintech. And don't get me wrong, we're going to do that today, but a little different thing. I found out about a partnership happening between a recent guest. We talked to property casualty company Hippo, and we'll link, by the way, to our interview with Hippo in the show notes. But a partnership between Hippo and Simply Safe. And I'm so interested, not just in what's going on in the world of fintech, but also some of these partnerships that I think that, man, if more big companies did partnerships like these, it would be so, 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 so helpful to so many more people. So we're going to do what we usually do, shine a spotlight on this. Hippo and Simply Safe have done a study where they looked at financial instability. And right now, let's go learn more about it. I'm my dad, Shortwave. And on my dad, Shortwave Radio, we have Matt Wolf, Director of Partnerships at Simply Safe, and the VIP of Partnerships at Hippo, Yuval Harry. How are you guys? Doing well, thanks. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having us. Very good. And just so people know uh, which voice is which, let's talk to, to you guys simply. We'll start with you, Yuval. You guys have been on the show before with Hippo. We spoke with somebody maybe a year and a half ago, but a lot's changed for you guys over the last year and a half. Indeed. I mean, uh, it's probably similar for both uh, folks in both companies uh, on this call. But, uh, you know, we've experienced a massive growth spurt, I guess, over this past year and a half, too. We've probably turned from a small startup to an actually uh, a real company uh, with hundreds of thousands of uh, customers and acquiring uh, many more. Yeah. And I was going to say, I think I think when we talked to you guys, you weren't even I think you were in two or three states at that time. And, uh, yeah, that's today, actually state number 31 has been, uh, launched. Uh, I think by the end of this year, we'll probably be in uh, 40 states and basically 
literally a, a national carrier by middle of next year. And I know that getting mm -hmm. all those licenses, I mean, this is not what we're here to talk about, but getting all those licenses you've all is difficult. I noticed you have a head like mine. Is that where all your hair went trying to get in all these states? <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's on that and on programs that uh, we're going to discuss uh, shortly as well. But yes, it's, it's, all, it's all gone. And, and what's nice about it is that everybody at Hippo looks the same. So when you see one of us, you basically saw us all. And then that other voice that you're hearing is Matt Wolf. Matt, you guys have never been on the show at Simply Safe, but we know all about you. And man, talk about another company that's growing like a weed. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It's great to be here. And um, yeah, as you've all had mentioned, we've seen a similar growth trajectory. We are a you know, smart home security company that are really trying to help people protect their homes and their most you know, valuable asset. We've uh, seen uh, really considerable growth. Historically, it's only about 30% of homeowners choose to take home security. Um, it's not because most Americans don't want to feel safe or feel peace of mind, but mostly because traditionally you had to sign a long-term contract and you had to pay high costs on a monthly basis or you had to pay an installer to come in. And uh, with our solution, we've cared for that. We don't make you sign a long-term contract. You can online in three clicks get a, a system uh, that protects your home against fire and water and theft and, and other things that you all and insurers care about sent to you free uh, with free shipping and, uh, and set it up yourself and, you know, be able to protect your home. So we, we've similar, similar growth. We are uh, you know, protecting millions of Americans right now. Yeah, it is crazy. I mean, in my own personal, our, our listeners know about my situation, but we sold our house much sooner than we thought that we would. And I had, uh, I had, before I knew about simply safe and, and other carriers, I had signed a, a long-term uh, uh, deal with the devil. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. And there was like a, there was a $550 fee to get out of this contract. I don't even own a house anymore. And there was, there's nothing in the, and I'm a guy that reads the fine print, but anyway, I didn't read the fine print. Shame on me, but let's, let's dive into this because you guys did a study and that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about that is you to know better than most with everything throttling the U.S. economy, there's this huge feeling of financial insecurity. And you guys did a study about this. Tell me about the study, Matt. Yeah. So I think actually the day that both Boston and San Francisco reverted to work from home and, and kind of locked down, Hippo and Simply Safe launched a really exciting partnership that, uh, you know, first time. A homeowner, when they took a homeowner's insurance policy from Hippo, they could actually get included in that policy a Simply Safe system, and some monitoring and even deeper discounts on their insurance. And as such, uh, we knew that you know the the new environment that we were launching this partnership in initially in two states and now in eighteen, that we'd love to to understand more about what homeowners were thinking about and and how they were thinking about homes. They were obviously increasingly spending more time in that home. So, you know, a lot of the, the results were intuitive, you know, that people nearly 80% were feeling, you know, more insecure and on the edge than, you know, even just, you know, January one, but, um, you know, a lot of interesting findings as well about even post pandemic, how they're going to think about home. And, uh, many think they're going to spend a considerable amount, more amount of time at home, whether that's because they're going to choose to work from home or they've figured out, Hey, I can work out at home and play with my kids or be entertained at home, um, and save money that way. Some of the results really were quite fascinating. Well, and I bet, Matt, a lot of us have bought, you know, more expensive stuff for our home. We've done stories about how people have finally decorated that home office better because now they're working sure. there full time. People buying the Peloton now, right? A big expensive piece of yeah. equipment like your house definitely probably is more has more valuable stuff in it than it used to have. Yeah, ab absolutely. And, and people as part of the survey indicated that even going forward, they expect that they'll be investing in long-term improvements, uh, you know, to home. From our perspective, we did see a huge spike in sales once the pandemic came. Uh, oh. We've seen sales, uh, as great as 70% since the pandemic arrived, I think, is people, you know, look at solutions that can be ordered online, that can be sent and have contactless delivery to the home and not necessarily have to have a third party come in and install it. And, and as you mentioned, people are thinking about how do I improve the home? You know, we've really seen a, a great uptick in, in demand, you know, for our products and services. 
Yeah, just to add a quick note on that, I mean, I would say that, um, you know, home has always been the, the largest, obviously, financial asset. But I think what we're seeing through surveys like this and through our customer feedback is a real reprioritization of the home. It's been the largest financial asset, but now it's also viewed it's even more important than it was before. People want to better protect it, and they also want to uh, be able to invest more in it. It's all intuitive relative to what's happening, obviously, but it was still good for us to confirm and understand this in the numbers. And on that note, Yuval, I wanted to ask you about the study. What was the most surprising thing that you found in the study that you guys did? I don't think that there was anything uh, surprising. Again, for us, it's mostly intuitive. Like Matt mentioned, 80% of people on edge, you, you obviously sense that everywhere you go and everywhere you, what, whatever you hear. I do think that uh, in terms of the amount of people that are actually saying, hey, even after this pandemic is over, I've learned a few things here in terms of where I want to prioritize my time, where I want to invest money. And by the way, I just, you know, what we saw, and it kind of coincided with a survey, what we saw during this pandemic, there were really two periods here. There was really the initial kind of, call it the first month or two of a real shock to the system. You literally saw a freezing up of transactions. You know, home insurance is a necessity. It's a must. We didn't really see any meaningful impact to sales. It's always been strong. But there was a freezing, I would say, of some level of uh, transactions in the market. And then what you saw in the second half, which is super interesting and coincides with the survey, is you actually saw a lot of movement. And that, I think, to me, coincides with how people are reprioritizing, right? Like you see the deurbanization in some places. You, you see a bunch of things in the second half coinciding with kind of the things that Matt is mentioning here. When you say more movement, you mean more people paying attention to things like their homeowner's insurance and, and getting on top of it? That is for sure, but also from a real estate transactions point of view. Oh, yeah. What I'm saying is in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, everything basically kind of froze. The second half, you actually see, first of all, there's just a ton of refinancing going on, people looking again at how much they're spending, but then also actual movement. Basically, people are reprioritizing the entire consideration set, right, around how close do I have to be to work? Do I want to be close to family? How much space do I need to have? I think there's millions of people now going through those consideration sets. We're actually already seeing lots of shifts in terms of movement and things of that nature. Well, and obviously, you've all when somebody moves, they revisit their homeowners then. But have you also seen an uptick of people just revisiting things like their homeowners coverage without moving? Absolutely. The emphasis on the home as the most important financial asset um, has caused people to take another look at what they're actually getting and how they're actually protecting their home. By the way, we got a lot of calls like we're known as we have some innovative with Matt, right? Like we have some innovative smart home uh, programs. We actually got a lot of calls into our call center. Hey, uh, saying you guys are the smart home insurance company. Uh, do you have uh, an offering for me to better protect our home? You know, we, we actually saw a surge in our support calls that people were looking uh, for the exact things that Matt is mentioning. Well, and I imagine a company like Matt's and Simplisafe, that, that helps you guys as much as it helps the homeowner, right? I mean, but you guys are on the same side as your homeowner wanting fewer uh, claims that come in over time. I mean, that helps you and helps everybody. Take a step back. The incentives, right, between a homeowner, an insurance company, and a, a home monitoring company, they are all aligned on the basis of it. What was missing before, one, how to actually make that connection happen. And the second is the economics of it. So who is actually paying? How does it work? So like the incentives have always been aligned in terms of, you know, preventing loss, protecting homes. I think what's unique and innovative in what uh, Matt uh, has described of us working together is that these systems are all connected. So we know if a homeowner is actually using the system. And so that allows us to provide a deeper level of discount. And that is what is relatively new and unique with these types of programs. Just to build off that, Joe, I mean, obviously, when we were, these things don't turn on overnight. We were designing this, this offering just in normal times. We thought this really had the unique opportunity to deliver incredible value for a homeowner in the sense that, you know, they're getting this policy that included this protection and the Simply Safe uh, devices and monitoring. 
but also that discount uh, you've all mentioned. But we didn't even know, obviously, that, that people really would be be revisiting how much home is valuable and how much they want to be protecting that. So even in these times, the fact that simply say product that might cost a couple hundred dollars that they don't have to pay for because you know they've got this exceptional level of coverage that you've all mentioned becomes even more relevant. But it, it is unique in that I really can't think of anything that's designed more in the marketplace that allows the customer to extract value, the homeowner, uh, you know, from something like this. Which brings up my next question, Matt. You know, this is part of our Friday FinTech segment. And one of my favorite parts of that segment are always origin stories about how the companies came to be. And I liked hearing the origin story of, of Hippo when you guys were on. But Matt, who came up with this partnership idea? I'm curious about that. Did Yuval and company call you? Did you guys call them? How did this start? This is pretty funny. I joined Simply Say four years ago. Um, this was at the top of our list for a lot of the reasons you've all mentioned, that it's just very intuitive that our two businesses... The insurance company and the home security company are focused on protecting a homeowner. We had been talking and, and thinking through how we could be a valuable insurance technology and how we could be uh, valuable to both a homeowner and, a, and an insurance company. And a program like this was at the top of our list. We didn't know Hippo. We were talking to the traditional players, and none of them were were seeing where the puck was going. To borrow a Wayne Gretzky quote, right? They were looking at where the the puck is, and. Yuval and I met for coffee at a conference we were both speaking at near the airport in SFO at San Francisco. We chatted. Yuval said, I've got some exciting news. I need to just make sure that it's allowed to be made public. But he was announcing that uh, the exact use case I was telling him about that we were interested in doing, that he was actually getting ready to launch a beta of a smart home insurance product that encapsulated smart home devices. So it was great timing. I, I won't tell you how long ago that was because uh, <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed that uh, sometimes these things take a little bit longer to uh, materialize. But um, it actually, I think, really was a mutual thing that um, independently we had all each thought of. And, and by putting the customer first, by, by taking kind of a, a technically driven approach like both companies do, it made sense for each side. It was just finding the right partner. I love the informal deal at the airport. Wayne Gretzky quote, <laughs> all in one. I think it's a great place to leave it, guys. Uh, Yuval, where do people find out more about the partnership, more about the study? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, as part of our policy, when you get a HIPPO policy, you can today choose to get the uh, Simply Safe kit. That kit is provided to you complimentary. It's just part of the purchase itself. As long as the customer maintains the kit active, they get a very meaningful discount on their home insurance. As Matt said, this is a... A complete win-win, right? The customer is getting better protection for their home. We talked about how important that has become. Getting better protection for their home. They're getting a discount on their insurance policy. And they're also, they're not paying for the actual kit. So uh, gotcha. it's, a, it's a fairly meaningful value proposition. It comes as part of their policy. And uh, they can see more on uh, both at Hippo and both and on Simply Safe. Awesome. And you know what? We'll link to both you, your sites on our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. Guys, thanks for explaining the partnership. Thanks for the help on the study. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much. Take care. Welcome back to the second half of this crazy game show episode of the Stacky Benjamin Show. Paula has five points. OG has... How many does OG have? Three? Three. And Len has four. And we have a second round here of two points before we go to the bonus round, which is three points. And Paula, you go first again. Ooh. Stacking Benjamins. These are for people who think our shows are too long. Stacking Benjamins. It keeps going and going and going. Energizer. Is it Energizer? I love it when we're playing all the sound effects at once. That's great. <laughs> Paula with two more points stays on top and OG and this is you got to have this one to stay in the game it's no pressure it's probably a great one too Doug has a very simple one here OG got podcast it's just milk right it is milk it's a California milk processor board nice job OG now with five and Len, if you don't get this one right, you can only tie for the win. So to keep your hopes alive, 
All right. Stacky Benjamins, it's mm-mm good. First off, I'm looking at Paula here to see if she's got got this. <laughs> she's she's got her stone face going there. She's not That's giving anything away. Good. Oh my gosh. I know I can see it. It's mm-mm. Oh my god. I'm gonna have to pass. I, I I'm gonna kick myself. Over to you, Paula. It goes to Paula. Paula gets this. I think that she can't be beat. Campbell soup. It's <laughs> Jeez. It is Campbell's soup. Len, how are you feeling right now, pal? Well, I think I've just ruined your whole segment because now we've got uh, this is it's a runaway. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now we do. We have a race for we have a race for second. We can go through these fairly quickly. Len, you're in third place. Let's see if you can capture second with this one. Stack your budget to go again. <laughs> what's that i'm in last place yeah the last round we're gonna go we're gonna go last to first oh. so yes I no see. either that or i'm just cutting you out so one <laughs> 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 or the other now that i've just screwed the whole show up okay lens in last place uh lens stacky benjamin's good to the last drop another coffee when i see that's maxwell house that is maxwell house correct og Every podcast begins with SB. It's like you took all the words out of it. Like you good to the last drop. Like that's the whole slogan. <laughs> Mind you left the prepositional phrases in. Every podcast <laughs> begins with Never. SB. He also gave you got blank. So yeah, I see a pattern here. What is it again? Say it again. Every podcast begins with SB. I can hum it. Does that count? Actually, what's interesting is if you get it wrong, Len can get three points here too, can he? He can steal your points and he can get the win. Didn't think about that. Zip it so I can like think about the answer. (laughs) Say it again one more time. Every podcast begins with SB. Oh my God. So annoying. So bad at this crap. K Jewelers. Is it K Jewelers? He pulls it out. All excited, Joe. I was all excited. <laughs> all of a sudden, I heard... like I knew it was like a single letter, and I'm like, I'm going. I'm like, is it with Y? B? With C? I couldn't remember what the thing was, but I knew that there was a single letter at the end. All right, Paula, and for your victory lap, what she misses it, right? Then it can go back. We can still. Oh, you can. You can steal. Correct. Give her a hard one. Paula for the win. Podcast fresh. So it's blank fresh. Subway. Eat fresh. Is it Subway? (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at OG. People can't see us. But I'm looking at OG and Linda and they're like, please get her on. Please get her on. (laughs) Oh, you had no idea? Len had it. Yeah, I had it. I was excited twice. Both you guys. Because that Subway bread you can keep in the bunker a long time. It has no no ability to decompose ever. It's almost as good as Twinkies. Science. <laughs> so, see, are you saying eat fresh might not be completely true? <laughs> the fresh part goes inside the bread, but the bread is indestructible. It lasts forever. Fantastic trivia. Hey, uh, big thanks to, to How Stuff Works Play. We borrowed their slogan contest here. We'll link to it on the show notes page if you want to play this on a road trip with your family. But a ton of fun. And Paula, you now go from last to f- tied for first. That's excellent. Wait, so what was the final score of the game? They don't just <laughs> rub it in, Paula. Like, don't, don't rub it in. Salt <laughs> in the wound. <laughs> Paula had 11, OG had 8, Len had 7. Well, having spent this entire year basically being in last place for trivia, I I feel honored that of all things, pop culture slogans are, are where I ended up standing out. And I also thought, yeah, I also thought being a pop culture thing, I thought you were toast. But clearly you're a product of marketing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a distinction between pop culture and marketing and... Clearly, I know marketing. (laughs) 
Hey, let's um, magnify somebody's money, guys. Today's uh, Magnify Money segment comes to us from mag magnifymoney.com. When you go to stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnify money, you'll find not only that those brick and mortar products you use every day are nowhere near the best in class, you'll also find the best when it comes to savings accounts, checking accounts, credit card rewards. If you played the credit card reward game and you severely messed it up, you shouldn't play the credit card reward game unless you can pay off your cards every month. Then consolidation loans, consolidate your debt, get it right. Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnify money. Today, guys, we want to, since we're having a special episode, instead of asking one person a question, we asked everybody in our Facebook group, The Basement, a question, which was this. Gertrude, mom's friend, who is kind of the room mother over there, uh, does a fantastic job. Gertrude asked this question. I thought we'd ask you guys the same question. What piece of financial advice no longer applies? What piece of financial advice no longer applies? Lang, can you think of something that uh, people used to say financially was a good idea that probably isn't anymore? Well, I was going to say... With the rate of interest they're paying out anymore, I was going to say a penny saved is a penny earned, but I guess that really doesn't apply. It's That's kind of not what that means. So, um, <laughs> um, oh, my gosh, what what doesn't doesn't a financial advice that doesn't apply anymore? I don't know, but a penny saved is lost to inflation is a pretty good one. Yes, it certainly is. Yes. <laughs> well, I would say this. College is not the guaranteed path to success that it used to be. Uh, I would say that, you know, that used to be everybody say, hey, go to college, you know, and you've got to, you know, you've, you, it's a guaranteed path. to. And I think college has priced itself out because of the return on investment now for some degrees. It's just not the sure bet that it used to be. So yeah. I, I think that's what I would say. Especially, Len, if you're going to take out student loans, you got to do the ROI on college. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just when you do that kind of thing and you count the cost of college and then how much you're going to earn over your entire career. I mean, it takes if it takes a long time, like maybe more than, you know, several years to get your money back. It's probably not worth it. Paula, how about you? A piece of advice that no longer applies? I would say the advice that people used to give about homeownership being a path to wealth and that homeownership being, you know, the ideal outcome for every person, I'd say that no longer applies, particularly for people who are living in high cost of living areas. It makes more sense for your personal residents to rent in many high cost of living areas. Well, I, I think that especially applies now as, you know, people don't work for the same company for 30 years anymore. You know, back when you work the same place, you could actually maybe build some equity. And while the savings account rate wasn't great, you had a shot to maybe get some appreciation, but now with all the the fees that you pay and refinancing and the bank gets there first, the amortization table and the bankers are completely against you when you move to a different city. Right, right. I mean, if if you hold on to the the home that you used to have and use it as a rental property, then moving to a different city doesn't necessarily require you to uh, sell the home. But again, back to the high cost of living areas. In a lot of those places, those homes don't make sense as rentals. So if you move, it makes the most sense to sell that home despite the huge transaction costs. And if you keep doing that, say, every even seven years or eight years or t heck, 10 years, yeah, you're not going to build a whole lot yeah. of equity and you're going to pay a lot of transaction costs along the way. And most people, when they look at renting versus buying, I know, just look at the mortgage principal and interest, they forget about property taxes, insurance, I mean, all the cost of homeownership that you don't have when you're a renter as well. Exactly. Repairs, yeah. maintenance, major capital expenditures. There's a, a lot that goes into homeownership besides just the principal and interest portion of the mortgage. Oh, gee, what's a piece of financial advice that no longer applies? I knew you were going to call on me. It's weird. I thought that maybe those other ones were good enough that we could end it there. <laughs> Really, really good on my feet like this, you know, but <clears throat> well, while yeah. you're thinking, OG, how about if I go over some of the ones that people, our friends in the basement had, uh, Josh yeah. said, she throw me a lifeline. Yes. Is that what you're doing? Jo no, no, sorry. You're, you're throwing me a magnifying glass. Yeah. Nice. Work the sponsor oh. in there, baby. Work the sponsor in. 
Josh uh, says a million dollars for retirement is enough. Remember hearing that over and over to get a million dollars, you got enough for retirement. Well, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Let me give a corollary to that. A hundred thousand dollars a year in income is not what it used to be either. That right. Used to be, hey, I'm six figure salary. That used to be, hey, 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 hey. Now it's, eh, I mean, it's great. Yes. But it's just not what it used to be. Speaking of a hundred thousand, Len, how about this one that John said? I used to believe a hundred thousand miles on a car and it was time to get rid of it. Remember those days? So now it's clear yes. that there's a ton of useful life in a car that has over a hundred thousand miles. Yes. That's another very good one. My car's got uh, 8,000 miles on it in the last like month and a half. It wonders what the hell hit it. And, hey, and you on? know what's funny for me, Jill? We, I just checked because uh, I just had to get a battery replaced in my car. I've Since I've been working from home, I've put 1,200 miles on my car in the last year. That's it. 1,200. Wow. Show yeah. off. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> my car wants to be your car, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. About, like the whole like uh, leverage thing, you know, it seems like kind of dovetailing a little bit off of the, you know, housing costs or, you know, housing purchase type idea. I remember it was kind of pitched as this really great idea to, you know, you get this big tax deduction. If you buy the house, you you're using other people's money. I guess I still see that a lot in the like rental space, but uh, I think maybe it's starting to come on the other way of like, it's also a good idea to have everything paid off, Just you know, just especially in the day. last year or so where you know, people are recognizing it's great. Like the use of leverage is very awesome when everything's going right. You know, it's just when things don't go exactly right and you got to come out of pocket for a lot of that stuff, or maybe you have a rental property or Airbnb or something like that. Like that was the story some time ago, all these kind of double leverage type of uh, rentals and things like that. So I think people are coming around to that. And maybe like three months on cash isn't good enough. Yeah. Scott says that same thing. Says three-month cash reserve. I, I think we're proving, a lot of people are proving right now that three-month cash reserve might be a little too little too thin. But George, back on your mortgage issue and paying off your home earlier, OG, George has the opposite side of that. He says that don't have a mortgage is... Not true. He says, I like lots of Dave Ramsey's advice, but if I were talking to a 30-year-old with 30 years of investing ahead, I can pretty much guarantee that house appreciation is and hasn't been anywhere near what the S&P 500 has been. Home prices increase about 3 or 4% annually. Run-of-the-mill S&P 500 ETF should be good for three times that. At that rate, the 30-year-old will have enough by 45 years old to buy two or three homes and then could have no mortgage. Yeah, but the problem is, is that is that nobody does that like this. That's just this person in the corner doing the math going, this is, this works out perfectly in math land where reality doesn't apply. But what really happens is that 30 year old buys the tippy top house that he or she can afford because that's what the bankers incentivize to do. That's what the mortgage brokers incentivize to do. That's what the realtors incentivize to do. And then as soon as they uh, now have two incomes because maybe they have a partnership or get married or whatever. They get a promotion. Now, now I'm going to move into the bigger house. And just like Paul was saying, you never get ahead of that curve. You're always behind it. The biggest thing that you can do to keep your financial independence in check or to accelerate it is to have lower housing costs. The ability to pay off your house or the ability to, it sounds cliche, maybe live live within your, but this is all cliches. Isn't that what all this is? This whole thing is a one big segment of cliches. <laughs> live, live within your means on your house in particular. I think that's probably the single, out of everything that I've ever seen, the common theme is people who live within their means on their house are financially independent or have a greater likelihood. People who like to, I mean, this is the rich dad, poor dad thing. The people who like to make sure that they've got the, you know, the nice home, you know, the, good schools, the keeping up with the Joneses stuff, they're always like a half a step behind, it seems. But it also seems like that's a case of priorities in some cases. Yeah, sure. I mean, is it about today or is it about tomorrow? Now. It's about now, <laughs> baby. <laughs> On that note, uh, thanks to everybody in our Basement Facebook group for playing along with that. If you've got a question for us, though, head to stackybedjamins.com forward slash voicemail, and we are happy to uh, answer your question. We'll ask Paula, Len, and OG uh, your question. Stackybedjamins.com forward slash voicemail, and you can just use your phone or use the, the if you got a microphone, your computer. Don't have to have any special equipment. 
All right. That's going to do it for today, guys. Thanks a ton for playing. I think we'll let the winner go first. Paula, congratulations Ooh. on your big, huge win today. Why? Thank you. Nice job on Wheaties, Meow Mix and uh, Lucky Charms and Subway. <laughs> And Subway. <laughs> yes. Uh, tell us what's going on and at that. And the Energizer Bunny. And the Energizer <laughs> Bunny. Yes. Uh, what's going on at Afford Anything? On the Afford Anything podcast, which is a fantastic podcast that I strongly encourage you to check out, download, subscribe, follow, give it five stars, share it with your friends. On the Afford Anything podcast, We've got a, a mix of stuff. So we have interviews. Uh, Dan Ariely, the behavioral economist, is back for a second interview with us. And of course, every fourth-ish episode or so, this crazy dude named Joe Saul Seahigh joins us to answer questions that come from our community. So Afford Anything Podcast is where you can find all of that. There might have been a marketing message hidden in there somewhere. <laughs> but I don't have a slogan. No. I mean, at least not like a... I guess there's the you can afford anything but not everything, but well, maybe that is. That's the podcast slogan, I suppose. We thought we'd call this, like Doug was talking about at the beginning, the happiest podcast on earth. What if we did that, Len? <laughs> well, it is the happiest podcast on earth, isn't Ab it? Absolutely. I yes. think it is. <laughs> What's going on at LenPenzo.com? Well, first off, I'd like to thank you again for letting me follow Paula. <laughs> I mean, this is just... <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happens, the only thing, Len. The only thing nice I can say this time is Paula doesn't have a Nobel Prize winner on as a guest. So that's good. So that's a little better than usual. I mean, <laughs> all I'm saying is, is that when you finish last, that's what happens. Just finish, finish <laughs> yeah, first. That's my punishment. Okay. Well, I've, um, when I'm done listening to Paula's podcast and maybe learning something, then I'm going to go over back to my podcast. Oh, wait, I don't have a podcast, but come over to my blog because I'm, I'm uh, discussing really important stuff. The latest thing over at LenPenzo.com and the sister blog, The Persistent Itch, why are some quarters painted red? You ever you ever get a red quarter? Yes. Change? Yes. Okay, I know and I have the answer why. For anybody who's ever got a red quarter in their change and wondering what the heck is that red quarter doing – Come on over, lenpenzo.com, and you'll get the answer. Does this have, you know, there's those those phrases, Len, that you've got no idea where they come from. You know, you've ever heard the phrase, like, I'm not going to pay you a red cent? Mm. Yes. I wonder what that Don't means. Don't take any wooden nickels. I think I... Y'all are looking at me like, uh, <laughs> never heard that one. I think that's self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> that one, OG, might be like, don't spit in the wind. <laughs> I, I was thinking uh paint the town red paint the town red yeah paint the town red yeah maybe we paint the quarters red as part of the town. i don't know you will find all of len's craziness at lenpenso.com og what do you got going on this weekend big guy uh gosh nothing is exciting this weekend going on we are um elbow deep in school i have kids it's just Every day is a new adventure, Joe. It's just <laughs> wonderful. Super happy. I'm just happy to be here. Happy to help out the ball club. That's what my friend said the other day. That was funny. That's fantastic. All right. I'm just here so I don't get fined. We'll link to, we'll link to Paula Len and OG on our show notes page at stackybenjamins.com. If you click the about section, by the way, you can also learn more about all of our contributors. Doug, you've got it from here, man. Well, we told Doug he had it from here when we asked him to pick out slogans, but we're going to give you another shot. You got it from here. What should we have learned today? So what should we have learned today? Uh, my God, I was listening. I just can't really think of, oh, you know, I guess there's one. There's one. Uh, don't try to improve on catchphrases and make them your own. I see what you did there, Joe. I thought the happiest podcast on earth was a great one. We can still use it. I'm sure we're not going to get sued by any of these companies. Special thanks to Paula and Len for entertaining us again on the roundtable. You can find everything Paula is doing at affordanything.com. And for Len, you can find him at lenpenzo.com, the least creative URL on the Internet. Of course, we will link to their pages on our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. This show is created by Joe Saul Cihai, produced by Karen Rapine, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Online, visit us on Twitter at SBenjamin'sCast or on our Facebook page. 
I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I'm pretty much the guy in charge of everything around here. Trust me, this well-oiled machine didn't get like this all by itself. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remunerations. That's a big word. There's no way you take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. And before making any financial decisions, consult with a real financial advisor. What are you still doing here? The show is over. Go home. You're talking about catchphrases or, you know, the whole show was about that and the marketing impact of it. I had an example early in my career, we were doing a uh, financial planning analysis for a couple and they had a insurance policy that was a whole life policy and they'd had it for a long time and they've been paying tons of premiums. So part of the uh, work that we were doing was to look through and see if there are different alternatives and the solution that we came up with so easy. In fact, it was a, um, I at the time was like a, yeah, kind of like a training manager for new advisors. And so this client was a client of this new advisor. So we had done the whole financial planning work together, me and this new advisor. And we got to the, and I went, this is, this is so we didn't even have to prep for this. This is easy. Look, I mean, look, this is how much they're paying. This is the new premium cost. This, you know, this is permanent. We've got this term option, which is better. Da, 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 da. I went through like bullet point by bullet point. Every part of this solution was better. So we get into the meeting, having the conversation, like, hey, okay, so this is what you have. And, you know, we need more coverage because of this analysis. Oh, yeah, I understand that. And you're paying too much in premiums. Oh, yeah, I understand that. And so we need to replace this old one with this new one. How great is this? We're saving you all this money. Your family's taken care of. And the woman looks at me across the table and goes, wait, you want me to get rid of the insurance? But I said, well, not get rid of. I mean, we're going to replace it with this new one because it's less expensive, more benefits, so on and so forth. She goes, says, uh, but but I can't do that. That's New York life. It's the company you keep. And I laughed. I thought she was kidding. I went, Oh, you're serious. And that was the end of the, that was the end of that conversation. She's like, okay, yeah, no, I don't do that. That's the company you keep. So I've got one. So I had a friend who, this was many years ago. My friend was visiting New York city, all of the hotels in New York, particularly in the pre COVID era, are pretty expensive. And so this person was on a budget and they were looking for a, you know, inexpensive place that they could stay. And so, yeah, I saw them a couple of days before their trip started. And I said, Oh, where'd you end up finding? Like, did you end up finding a place to stay? And they said, yeah, I, I got a normal everyday people can rent spaces at the YMCA where they can it provides like housing, sort of like a guest house or a hotel or a hostel type of a thing. So they were like, yeah, I'm staying at the YMCA. And I was like, really? You're, you're staying at the YMCA? And they just looked at me and went, it's fun to stay at the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were visiting New York and my kids were maybe five. We were there. Well, they were had just turned five. So we were there for the year 2000 fireworks and uh, pretty fun time to be in Manhattan. But of course, when you go to New York with your family, you have to go to the Empire State Building. So we go there, we go up to the top, we're on this observation tower. And, you know, the city is so busy and bustling and there's so much noise. But as you know, if you've gone up there, you're so far above it. You just, it, it's, it just seems peaceful. It seems just incredible. And the sun, by the way, is just about to set. And everybody is super quiet because it just seems like this gorgeous moment. 
as the sun is setting over New York. And then right down next to me, my son, Nick, at five years old, everybody up there is quiet and the place is packed. You hear this little kid go, Dad, you can see McDonald's from here. (laughs) And of course, the lady next to us is like, okay, that's a commercial. That is, that's a commercial. (laughs) Well, stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans. And all branches of the military, veterans, DOD, employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.